In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello. I am Father Time. Oh, I am the ghost of Christmas past. And we and... are alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our third wheel is late. Oh, boy. What are we going to do about that guy? <laughs> I don't know. Where is he? Come on, come on. Christmas, Back. and because of Christmas Oh, I love him. We're dressed alike. This year, I was awesome. Not based on the fact that you forgot there was a show. <laughs> picky, 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 picky. I know, right? You're never gonna win. So, yeah, so that makes so that, that makes start that makes Doctor Kevin the the ghost of Christmas future since he wasn't here when we started the show. He's the future. I'll take it's, it. It's just ten o'clock according to my my thing. My thing's it's, at ten o'clock. I'm right it's, on time. No, it's ten o it's ten o one. I started the show at ten o'clock. Ah, uh, picky, well, picky, picky. Jeez, <laughs> missed the introduction and everything. Well. I'm Santa Claus. It's the <laughs> day, day after Christmas. I'm have I'm celebrating. I'll take it. I almost brought up a glass of wine as well, but I was like, well, there'll be plenty of time afterwards. Is that Prosecco? Yes. Yes. And if I disappear, then you'll know where I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Prosecco. Mm. Well, you always start the show, and since you decided to join us, are you going to start the show? Well, we want to welcome you to the last show of 2021 of Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Woo! We're going to spend this. We're going to spend this show talking about 2021 in review, and we're going to move on to some sneak peeks into 2022. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! I want to start now with which was the ghost of Christmas. She was the I I was the um, uh, I was Father Time. She was the ghost of Christmas <laughs> past. I'm Scrooge. <laughs> we'll take it. So what do we but do I'm now? I'm Scrooge in love. I'm Scrooge after the Christmas Carol. I don't know what the Christmas Carol was. Christmas Carol is the is where Scrooge came from. It's oh, the is book. it? Yeah, it's the book by Charles Dickinson about the redemption Which of Which I read and like a million Christmas years ago. Carol. Yeah, it's called The Christmas Carol, and that's where you have the three ghosts, past, present, and future, and you have Marley, and you have Scrooge. Right. You have Tiny Tim. So, uh, yep. Got it. But Got then it. they did a play a few years ago called Scrooge and Love, which is the ghost and Marley come back to to actually play matchmaker between Scrooge and his first love to get back together um, to to end his life with with the love of his life. 
So I don't think I've seen that. And then when I think of that, you know, that's childhood stuff that's getting all muddled unless you watch it every year, every other year. Because, you know, you read it and then there's new renditions and, you know. This is the first year in I don't know how many. Like so many, I can't count. I would have to count it in decades, literally, that I have not watched The Christmas Carol every year. The 1954. Well, it's, it's, we, we still have five more days left in this year. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I may watch it. Maybe <laughs> I'll keep the tradition going. But so father time, though, I don't know. 2021 is a can't we just call you parent time? I, I, I think it's kind of oh, politically correct. <laughs> So I think we should just call you they, them, and person time. <laughs> wow, if somebody writes in about that or somebody calls me, they're going to get an earful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, because I get all sorts calling me. Nobody called you guys. No, we're smart enough not to put our you know information out there. Mm. Well, I, they'll find me either way. They'll send me a private message somewhere, and they're like, what did you think of so-and-so? I'm like, who is this? <laughs> That should so, be your first inkling that I don't care. <laughs> Person time. Tell us about how your Christmas was. I think we should all share our Christmas. And since I was picked picked to lead the charge for the show, I get to go last. So person time. Uh, well, I spent it working. I, yesterday and today I've been uh, taking this time opportunity where I have you know, on the holiday, no clients bugging me to um, catch up on some of the pre-production for the project that I have in January. So I worked the last two days. That's great, right? Well, it was, it. yeah, I mean, it was, um, it's nice to, 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 you know, to know I can just focus on the work and not worry about emails or phone calls or text messages coming in. See, that's there great. That's a gift in itself. If that's how you chose to want to spend Christmas and Christmas Eve and it worked for you, that's great. Oh, Christmas, mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, I went to see Spider-Man. Oh, how was it? Christmas, Christmas Day and Christmas after, Boxing Day, which is today, I mm -hmm. worked both those days. And Spider-Man was good. I mean, not Spider-Man. I went and saw Matrix. I want to go see Spider-Man next. I saw Matrix <laughs> this Friday. <laughs> I want to see that as well. So okay. Now, rain. So you were the yes. of Christmas future, was it? No, past. 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 Well, yeah. We all know she's got a hell of a past. So this is true, and um, still living in it for some reason. Oh, don't do that, baby. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was probably the best Christmas. Not probably. It was definitely the best Christmas I've ever had as a person. Do tell. And what made it your best Christmas ever? You know, there wasn't all these normal issues and usually having all this family stuff that you're obligated to do that you don't want to do and, you know, something interfering with this, that, and the other. It was monumental as far as gift giving and gift receiving. I had a beautiful live tree. I just absolutely love the tree. It's so beautiful. And, you know, our new home coming together and 
as soon as it comes together, it'll be time to, to move. move somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And so um, it was really good. It was quiet. I did something that I don't think I've ever done in the history of being alive. I sat around and did nothing all day. And I felt like I was getting bed sores because I've never done such a thing. And I sat in front of the fire and I read. There are books I've been trying to catch up with for the last 10 years. And I just put piles next to the chair and just sort of say, I'm going to start reading these books and getting through them. And last week I got through three books and I just started another book and I started a couple more books. And, you know, looking through that stuff, you're like, I really want to read, but who has the time, right? So that was really interesting. I, um, I felt the need to get up and do something. And then I said, no, you're going to sit right here. And I felt the need to get up and do something. And I said, no. You're going to sit right here because this is how people get bed sores. And I, I don't know how long you have to relax and sit to get bed sores, but um, I'm glad I was able to do it. And I got a couple of commercials that I shot last week. So that was awesome. So uh, our friend Brent, huh? our friend Brent must have come in late because he was asking about person time. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. Hey, Brett, happy holidays. Um, yeah, it was one of those, you know, trying to be politically correct. Everybody said not father time. It's parent time or person time. And I said, nobody better not call me to try to correct me about parent time or person time or father time or anybody because they're going to get an earful. I'm going into the new year like a, I don't know, like a superhero or is it a superheroine? I, I think hero has become genderless. Yeah, I didn't. I saw that on something where somebody put Wonder Woman on social media a couple of weeks ago, and they said she's like my favorite superhero. And somebody wrote in that she was a a heroine, and somebody wrote under that person so she used drugs, and they, <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of kept going. I was like, oh my god, seriously, you guys just let it go. So superhero is where I'm going for next year. Uh, Kevin, well, you, you might want to turn off your blur. You're so far back that it keeps blurring your face. Yeah. Often. I was like, you know, I just got these glasses. <laughs> it's not you. It's, it's, it's Kevin. I don't even, I didn't even know I could turn a blur on on this one. Yeah, it's going in and out. Like when you have, when they said, which one is better, this one? Or that one. <laughs> right. That's it's, what it looks like. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? Yes. Yes. There we are. Okay. I can see all of your nudie pictures in the back, too. Yeah, the all the window. it's reflecting in the window. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. what you're seeing is pictures of yourself reflecting in the window. Oh, I that's, said that's... nudie. <laughs> <laughs> Something is going on between you two that I don't know about. Well, I want to let Brett know who says I'm not politically correct. I'm not, I'm not um, overly politically correct either, Brent. But when Elmer said something about Father Time, all I could think of is "Who's your daddy?" And Elmer does not come to mind when I think that. <laughs> so I decided that you oh, know, boy. time was much more, much more appropriate for the person that was using it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I love this show. I can't wait till 2022. Ah, ah, 2022. Ah, ah. So, 
So Scrooge, did you tell us about your Christmas? Yeah, well, He's I'm drinking remember, out of two I'm bottles. Scrooge, I remember I'm Scrooge in love, so I am Scrooge after I have been redeemed. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be. Uh, very uh, frank and honest. It has been a very trying couple of weeks going into Christmas. Oh, I have been uh, having lots of discussions with uh, the Department of Health and Human Services and Social Security and technical te- technical issues around my mother being in a nursing home and them deciding something that they never needed before, now they needed, so I had to run around and find it. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't think I found it in time, so I got a letter that they were discontinuing the nursing home benefits. Oh, nice. And I had to make more calls. And of course, this time of year, my clients go up because I have a lot of clients in stress and, and having a lot of things go on. And then I had a couple of long-standing clients that had some major, major issues that were very heavy and that I really needed to be there for. Um, On top of the fact that my client load was already pretty heavy and dealing again with the, the inhumaneness of human services when one of my clients ended up homeless because they refused to recognize her disability as a reason why she actually didn't hear something when she has an auditory processing disorder uh, and threw her out at 11 o'clock at night in 20 degree weather with no place to go. Uh, you know, I mean, like I'm just, so it's been, you know, I've, I've personally had to been dealing with a lot of issues and I had decided, so I don't talk a lot about this on the show, um, but you know, this is our like kind of our wrap up year and I'm, and I'm being transparent because I'm, I want to be transparent that there, I know there may be other people that are suffering or, or struggling with similar things. And I think that sometimes we need to hear we're not alone. So, mm-hmm. you know, my mother is going from moderate to more advanced dementia. And as I'm losing her one bit at a time, as the last time I went to see her at the beginning, she didn't know who I was. And I had to kind of like remind her and, you know, and you think you're prepared for that because you have seen it coming and I've worked with dementia and I've worked in dementia wards. But when your own mother looks at you and says, who are you? It hurts because you always count on the fact, even if you're not getting along with it, that your mother's going to know who you are. And so I had decided to get all of these home family movies that I got from my mother when I put her in the nursing home that were on in an unreadable format for any of us to access. I sent 33 of them away and have been receiving the digital digitized memories so we're going to get together as a family at the end of the week and we're going to take my mother out of the home bring her out and we're going to sit with the family and show her 
you know, a couple of hours of home movies, of old Christmas Eves, of old birthday parties, of things. See if there's any part of her left. You know, see if we can kind of lock her into it. But my mother and, and, and her husband, they, and they were together for 50 years. I call them dad. So I'm going to say my mother and dad, they retired early. They traveled. They had a lot of tapes of Alaska and cruises and trips. So I had to go through these. So the last couple of weeks with everything else going on, I've been seeing Christmas Eve 1988. I've been seeing Christmas Eve 93. I've been seeing this one's birthday. I've been seeing, and I'm going and I'm going, okay. So I'm watching, and, and I don't know if you're aware of this. I know Elmer, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, I had two brothers and they're, they're, they're both gone. They're both I gone. wasn't aware of that. Yeah, so um, my, my oldest brother got killed before my parents started taping stuff. But I'm, I'm watching videos of my middle brother. I'm watching videos of my mother when she was in right mind. I'm watching videos of dad when he was still alive. I'm watching videos of a couple of really good friends that I had through the years, um, one of who committed suicide. And so I'm watching these because I'm trying to figure out which ones to set aside for the family gathering. So I'm like, so I've got my clients in high need. I've got social services putting me through the ringer. Mm-hmm. I have got, you know, uh, and my husband has an extremely busy schedule because of where he is in his life. And he's, he's in need of my support and I'm there for him. And I'm dealing with watching these videos and trying to, watch enough to determine if we can watch them later, but getting sucked into them, mm-hmm. you know, getting that sucked into them. And so it was, it, it was a emotionally exhausting two and a half weeks going up to Christmas. It, and, and, you know, and we look at these holidays and we go, it's the time of good cheer. And mm-hmm. what I invite people to do, if they can, and this is what I did, every day I put on my Santa shirt, one of my 10 or 12 that I have, Christmas shirts, I put on my Santa hat, and I spent a little time every day making sure I went out to people in as I was out there having to do things I went out of my way to spread Christmas cheer and try to make people smile. Because the only thing I could do was help my clients, help my husband, and hopefully help some stranger who was struggling have a better day. And that was my way of dealing with this time. But what I decided was, whatever I'm going through, there's somebody else out there that is going through something that may be, quote unquote, as bad, though I don't do comparative, though it could be worse. They could be less able to deal with, may have less support, may have less skills. Mm-hmm. And if I can make somebody else smile, the, the lady at the liquor store that I said Merry Christmas to, and she said, bah humbug. 
And I sat there, stood there and talked to her for 10 minutes until she was smiling and laughing and wished me a Merry Christmas. Sometimes that's all we can do. Mm -hmm. Because DHHS was not going to budge from their request and their timeouts and they're not answering my calls. Mm -hmm. My mother wasn't going to suddenly not have dementia. The movie still had to be gone through. My clients who were having some pretty horrific, tragic events going on that needed support need, needed me to be there for them because that's the role I play. Mm -hmm. So when all else fails, do something for somebody else. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. So I, I invite our listeners to just share that. If you had a tough Christmas, I understand. But we get to live. To me, the Christmas spirit is finding the five minutes of goodwill for somebody else who in that moment may need it more than you do. Mm -hmm. who, who, if you can lift them up and make them smile, the child that I played Santa for in BJ's, I think I talked about that last time, mm -hmm. with the big eyes. This, this kid deserves to still have Santa. You know, these people still choose to, you know, every year for years, I've, I've taught a class called Surviving the Holidays, D-A-Z-E, Surviving the Holidays. And I often talk about how to how to take the holidays and make them holy days and how to move forward like that. And I think we none of us know none of none of my clients knew what I was going through. They didn't need to. The lady at the liquor store that was Bah Humbug, she didn't need to know I was having tough times. The, the people that I brought, I, you know, I'm in physical therapy because I have the frozen shoulder. And so I'm in pain a lot. And of course that adds to everything else. But every time I went, I brought my iPad. I have a 664 Christmas list, playlist of Christmas music. I told them all that they needed to have more Christmas when I was there. I showed up in my Santa hat. I opened up my iPad. I got the Christmas music playing because sometimes you just have to do what you can. And sometimes that's, that just has to be enough. So it was kind of a couple tough couple of weeks, not going to lie. Um, had my husband's family over for an early Christmas Eve. So 10 for dinner, just, what my schedule needed uh, <laughs> for sure right and then my husband was tied up and you know uh all i don't want to hear oh, about yeah. your after play a little personal <laughs> i don't want to hear about your personal after play um and uh you know and we had a lot going on with our church and uh, you know and i just i was there but christmas day i did a raid i turned off all of the tech. I stepped away from everything. 
we went to my father-in-law's briefly and we exchanged gifts and then we went home and all i did for the whole rest of the day was sit with my husband who's also been having a lot of stress and we watched happily ever after gay christmas movies good and that's all i did and i didn't do anything else and i replenished that i needed a little make the yuletide gay happily ever after and good so that was my christmas well you know what i think ours probably synced because that's kind of where what i was talking about is the first christmas holiday season where i wasn't being pulled in 25 different directions of things that were out of my control they were going to be out of my control because you know somebody wasn't answering and you know i had my dad's all his stuff and, you know, and all his, where, where's this and social security and blah, 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 and all of that. So um, I've never had a holiday season where that wasn't going on. And then I still have to put on the, I inspire you rain face, which is fine because it's, you know, at some point you realize it's not that serious. You know, whatever is happening to you right now, the only control you have is just letting go of the control that you don't have. And so just sitting there and just sitting there and I'm sitting there and being grateful. And obviously the phone never stopped texting, which is fine. Cause that just tells me there are lots of people out there who, you know, wanted to chat or just say Merry Christmas. I always text people who never ever expect it. I mean, people all over the globe, I'll text and they're like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe you remembered me. Sure. We all remember each other just in different seasons. So, um, with that, a lot of people have said, you know, on Instagram private messaging, they've enjoyed our show, all of our shows actually, and a lot of our guests, the, some of the guests inspired them to get up and get moving. And of course, they never say who they're talking about. You know, it's rare. They'll say, well, that person made me feel better about who I am and what I'm doing. Um, they took the shame off of whatever it was I was feeling. And they talked about Tony because a couple of people ran out and got his book and, you know, now his documentary, I think it should be coming out if it's not out already, Tony Pearson. And people say, oh my God, I wasn't the only one, you know, these horrible things happened to. And, you know, I, I, I can see, I can get through it. And um, they, they loved Roger, who was our last guest, you know, Roger Mason, right? Last guest. They loved Homer because even NASA, posted about Homer because, you know, Homer is like a NASA engineer kind of dude. So want to have him back. And um, they said they thought the three of us were somehow spiritually related. Somebody put that out there. They said, you have such good chemistry. You guys must have known each other for forever. I said, well, kind of a couple of years. So that's forever. And they said the chemistry is magical that we, and they said somebody else said something about we don't step on each other. We just kind of like let it flow. And I said, I just, we do, we have a great chemistry and it's yep. fun. And I think the show has been a roaring success and wait until everybody all over the world starts seeing us. Of course, Dr. Kevin is so choked up that <laughs> Prosecco will do it. Oh, that's something different now, right? No, this is still the Prosecco. Oh, it's the stopper that fooled me. 
Yeah, I'm still on my first bottle, but the show's not over yet. <laughs> it's not. And if you see me get up and walk out while you and Elmore are talking, please don't take it personally. I'm going to go down and pour myself a glass of something. Uh, absolutely. Feel free. So, Elmer, I'm going to start Elmer. with you by asking this question. Which of our guests this year made you, ooh, well, I'm just going to say, who made you laugh the most this year on our show? Made me laugh the most. Oh wow! Happy loving and alive. Who made you laugh the most? I have to read through the list and try to yeah. remember. Yeah, you you both got the list. I'm like, what? Who's Who are all the people that we had this year? For for you know, I mean, it's kind of a cliche, but I do remember. Um. Warren B. Hall as the comedian. Yep. Yeah. I remember laughing a lot mm -hmm. during his show. Um, and Johnny Beaner. Yeah, he was the other comedian. Uh, oh yeah, he was yeah, he was early on. It was in mm -hmm. August. Yeah, so I mean obviously the comedians, you know, because they that's what they do. So I think I laugh I laughed the most probably during their their two um, shows. I just learned, as you can see, we have banners now. So we have tickers. Oh, like, look, I know. So I was like, oh, let me just play around with these. <laughs> see what I like that. See. I think that's cool. And people get to see. And it shows up when, when uh, they watch it again, when it's the recorded version, right? Oh, yeah. It's, this is all yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As you know, I'm not. I'm waiting for the rotary phone to come back. That's my wish for 2022. Okay, so laughing. Who made you laugh the most, Ray? On the show or just in life? No, I'm talking about we're doing the review of the show, but I guess if, okay. you, if you want to talk about life, you, you could. I don't even know if I remember life. Um, who made me laugh? The, you know who made me laugh the most? You're going to love this. It's actually you, Dr. Kevin. Ha! That's who made me laugh the most. Because just when I thought you couldn't ask one of our guests something that was crazy or funny, you went all in. And even they were like, burst out, start laughing. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was you that made me laugh the most in this show. <laughs> okay. Wow. Thank you. It's true. Um, you know, I and, and so well thank you. I'm I'm gonna say that Dr. Claudio Sorello mm -hmm. did the bullying thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I love the comedians and you know, and I, I saw the comedian side, but in interactions, he's the one that I think made me laugh the most. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, he had this slightly self-deprecating way to communicate mm -hmm. his, his, his message that I definitely found humorous. And it was between him and Homer. Because Homer's yeah. really funny. Yeah, Homer's really, he's got this little snit about him. <laughs> yeah. So... 
Almer, who made you feel most loving? Who made you feel most loved this year um, uh, that came through us through Laughing, Loving, and Alive? We don't want to hear anything about rest areas. <laughs> I don't hear anything. I'm, I'm waiting for him. I have two answers. I was on mute. Um, <laughs> That's why his lips moving. I'm like, <laughs> I, um, I have, yeah, I have two answers. Um, I, I, and it's not really loving. I think the one that had the most touched me the most, I would say was Roger. Um, the last show we had, but I think in terms of feeling loved, um, it'd have to be the two of you. Oh, I love it. I love this show. <laughs> um, who made you feel a lot? Who made you feel loved? Um, you know what? That was a tough one because everybody made me feel loved in their own way. And of course, you two, obviously, that's a no brainer for me. But Jessica Semmel, um, she was the young woman who was diagnosed with breast cancer and she, you know, she has a little boy and her husband. And then the week before she was diagnosed with this macular degeneration disease. So she was losing her sight. And then a few days later, you know, she's diagnosed with breast cancer and she lives in New York city and she never stopped being grateful and gracious to other people like she always thinks of other people and she's never i've never spoken to her or i've never seen her where she was always like oh woe is me like when she talks to me she says um let's when you come to new york let's go like to the flea market and thrift store and the last time I saw her, she said, can you stand right in front of me? Because I can only see what's directly in front of me now. And she did this photo shoot that showed her as this extravagant beauty, which she is. And she just makes me feel, she makes you feel stupid if you're complaining about something simple. And she makes me feel loved because she's such a warm person and she's very giving and she's teaching you know, her um, son that that same kind of character like whatever's going on with you you make sure other people are okay that's huge for me that's kind of back to your story from your holidays dr kevin yep so who makes you feel who made you feel like super warm and fuzzy and loved I'm going to say that the person, I mean, obviously, again, I'm going to echo both of you um, as, you know, 
people that make make me feel loved and special with my interactions with you. Um, I'm going to say the person that brought up the most loving energy in me was Joe James. Yeah, I knew I knew you were going to say that. I, I knew it. I was touched by his music. I was touched by his story. I was touched with the way that he goes out and uses his gifts and talents to really try and make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to meeting him in person someday. Yeah, you'll really like him. He's as warm and kind and generous as they come. Yep. Almer, who made you feel most alive? Uh, alive. Um, I'm going to have to say the sober junkie. Yeah. I think, you know, just seeing what he's doing, he, he had so much energy on the show. You know, he had just uh, so much energy in life, just everything he's done, where he's come from. And it just, yeah, I think it just, he really made me feel alive. The sober junkie. You don't remember him? He stood outside on his phone the whole time? Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to remember the, I, 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 I remember, in fact, I'm supposed to have him on my show. Mm-hmm. I haven't reached out to him yet. I've got to, I've got to rectify that because I'm booking for 2022. But I'm trying to, I'm, for the life of me, I can't bring his name back. Remind me of his name. I don't have it on the list. Do you, Rain, what's his name? His real name? I don't, I don't call him that. I just call him Silver Junkie. <laughs> so I wouldn't even, like that never... Because, you know, you call somebody what they're called and that's all you think of. I would <laughs> right. never even I would never even think to call him by his his name. Native American something something. <laughs> okay. You want me to see if I can find it? Um, so who made you so who made you feel most alive? Who inspired you the most? Is that me? Yep, you're up, Rain. That's who I was going to say. That would be the sober junkie. Um, I've watched him, and I watched the people that follow him. Um, that's quite the journey. I mean, from the I watched his family. It's becoming a singer, songwriter, and taking your past to mold your present and your future. A lot of people can't do that because, you know, like he said in our interview that people like to go back and kind of, you know, grab your past and use it against you. And it's not stopped him. I see him perform. I've been to, you know, several of his performances. And even when he's on stage and he sees people he knows, you know, he comes off stage to come down and talk to you. You know, he's, he's just so full of life based on everything that he's been through. And I think that's just, 
you know, another form of being very grateful. He has a great family. He made he makes me feel alive. Every time I see him perform, I always pray that he becomes like mainstream. Like everybody in the world just has to feed off that energy and understand that no matter it's not where you come from, it's where you're going. Okay. So I have a tie for the two people that inspired me. Because that's how I look at it, is who inspired me the most. Oh, you know, I just realized I've been looking at 2020 and 2021. Me too. Sober Junkie was 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jessica Semmel was 2020. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I didn't even realize realize that until just now. Well, I thought we were, yeah, we were doing the year in review, but I was doing the whole show in review, apparently. Yeah, so was me too. Right. <laughs> yeah. So was I. It's just like, oh, this looks like funny. I mean, you're talking about everybody, so what the heck, right? So who inspired me or made me feel most alive was a combination of Cody, Cordelia, mm-hmm. because of how she, you know, was in the process of living the dream that she thought that was everything she fought for and where she came from and how she rebuilt herself. I mean, even as I was, I, I thought of her briefly. I, I would, I don't know if she still catches, watches our show or not, but she does, know, but I was, but I was thinking of Cody. I love Cody. And, you know, when I was talking earlier about how the only thing I could do was put on my Santa hat and my Santa shirt and go out there, I, I recalled in the back of her my head how she, during her wholeness, got up and dressed herself and put on her makeup and that this is what she could do. Excuse me. This is what she could do. And and so there was that. And then I'm going to say Roger from mm-hmm. the other one. And I think it's Roger's honesty in his becoming, in their becoming. I, I think they go by they, them. I said he. They do. They go by they, they do. them. They yes. do. So by their, they, them becoming. Um, I love it. I thought Roger was great too. Yeah, those were the two that that um, inspired that that inspired me uh, in different ways. Even though both of you, both of them would probably say that I, in different ways, was hard on them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a joke to be had in there, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> and and this is not to say that we. Uh... Um, that any of our other guests were not up to par. We had a lot of a lot of great guests on the show. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody that I'm like, yeah, you know, eh. But <laughs> they've all been, no, they've all been really either. great. They've all been really great. And, you know, I think almost every one of them we've asked if they ever want to come back, we'd have them back. So it's been, uh, you know, a year and a half since we started doing this. It's been it's been really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I There's not anybody I wouldn't be like, oh, no, you can't come back because I'm the one who usually vets the person, right? And um, each person, even if they haven't 
moved us in a different way. It's not about necessarily moving us because sometimes the message isn't for us. It's for somebody that's watching. And, you know, when people send me a private message and they say that person inspired me because my dad used to mistreat me or my mom did this or this, that, and the other, that's, that guest was for that person. And you just never know whose life you're going to change with the guests that we have on. So that, you know, I really enjoy being able to see each new guest. And it was Lee Tomlinson that we did the, is that not the one that, that did the car? The, the car? car? Yes, that was him in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the car. Yeah. Yes. Go into the TED Talk in the hospital gown. Name. I want to put his <laughs> name out there. Yes, Mr. Hospital Gown at the TED Talks. You can you can hear a collective like gasp when he walks out. <laughs> Good for the him too. The gasp was big. You should have seen it when he turned around. No, well, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so Dr. Kevin and Rain, I did a quick lookup of Sober Junkie, and that's his name everywhere. There yeah. is no other name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I know his real name junkie. in the back of my mind, but I never used it, and I couldn't even bring it. If this were Jeopardy and there was money on the line, I wouldn't be able to bring his name forward because I've never called him that. And he is no shame or anything in it. That's just who he is. Yeah. And it's, it's on his websites, on his about, everything. Yeah. Yeah, um, all of his performances, all of his marketing materials. Yeah. So if well, I can make up a name if you'd like, if that would help. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I hunted it down. I, I was like... I am determined to put his name out there. Because is it Chris? No, that's 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 different. Lee Tomlinson is different than the sober junkie. Oh. Who was the sober junkie then? I thought <laughs> Lee Tomlinson was the one that did the show in the in car. In the car. Lee Tomlinson yeah, stood outside his house. Okay. Yeah, he, he had his daughter he was in the, in the he was on the couch at one point and his daughter was there, oh, and then he had going outside oh, the door. The thing is, if they search if somebody is listening to us right now and they are saying, oh, my God, I miss the one with this sober junkie that they're all talking about. I want to find it. Would they find it on Laughing, Loving and Alive if they put in sober junkie? Yeah, that's how yeah. I just looked to see if it was in his bio and stuff. This is this is all he has. Yeah, I don't have his name. I, I looked at Facebook first. I looked at our Facebook page, went back. Mm -hmm. And that's where I realized that we were looking at 2021 because I went I went back to September because I was like, wait a minute, he's not here. And then I looked at the list and was like, oh, I was looking at 2020. Yeah. So I went back to 2020 in our Facebook and it just says all about the Sober Junkie. So then I decided to Google him. And as you can see, Kevin, it's, you know, even on the homepage here, it says the Sober Junkie. And if you go to his about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to hold it to 20. You know me. I was being control. <laughs> but we didn't, you know. We're viewing 2020. We, but we didn't do it this in 2020. So I think it's only fair to include everybody. Because we really only need half right. a year in 2022. I mean, 2020. Right. And then, in you 2022. Know. <laughs> yeah, this good going there, Elmer. We're well, everybody. Well, 2020 also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we've had some, I've had some great times on this show. I've learned a lot about the two of you. And um, I'm sure you've learned something about me. My life is an open book. Or as one of my friends said yesterday, 
my life is a PSA. And I said, it's, yeah, it's a series of PSAs for sure. <laughs> well, I, I, thank you, Rain, for bringing up this idea and pitching it to us. Or pitching it to me. And then I thought, you know, I, I knew Kevin would be perfect to be the third get, you know, co-host on this thing. And, and it takes it oh. takes all three of us to do this. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Dr. Kevin, when he gets in, I like that. Let me bring the people on. And they're like, well, let me tell me some topics. No. <laughs> Dr. Kevin is going to tell you some topics. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you know, I kind of do the same thing. You've both been on my radio show. I kind of do the same thing on my radio show. Yeah. I mean, that's where you get the real genuine person that we are talking about. You know, yep. I don't want the anybody else can go interview you and you can tell your your story of, you know, that you've rehearsed. The PR. Times. Yeah. The, the PR shtick. Right. Exactly. And then Dr. Kevin says something. Some of our guests are like, oh, well, uh, hmm. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, um, yeah. Yeah, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> and Elmer and I are just sitting there staring because I'm not going to get you out of here. You have to answer the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get between me and a question. Nope. We just sit there like, okay, like, why? Well, you know, no one's ever asked me that before. And there's Elmer and I just sitting there like, mm hmm. People that I bring on that I personally know, I, and I tell them that. I'm like, look, this is not going to be your normal interview. This is not some PR campaign. This is Dr. Kevin's going to go deep. So just be prepared <laughs> for it. Mm hmm. So Brent wrote, I, I, I think I'm feeling a little tear welling up in the corner of my this, eye. Yeah, I put it on screen earlier, but you weren't looking at it. Um, when he when he posted this at echo probably ten thirty he posted at ten thirty four this is when we, we started talking about uh, what made us feel a love no and mm -hmm. we talked about us and stuff like that okay Aww. yeah yeah I I love it well a tear should well up well up in your eye we thank you very much for the acknowledgement um so we never did get did we ever get Dreamer Denver rebooked because no. she had to back we will. I ended up with her, believe it or not, and the first thing she did was come running with her arms out. Oh my God, I'm so glad to see you because we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. She's like, I am so sorry. She's like, I hope you guys will reconsider and have me on the show. I said, don't worry about it. We understand death and, you know, and pets and pets are, that's your family, you know. Was, I, mean, I had a pet die. I was a mess for a couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's, it's not fun. So, we're going to get her back on there, and I've got some other surprises that we have, you all can't wait. We have, and the other person we have booked so far, that we can confirm, is having, we're having Roger back. And he's yes. going to be back for our show near, near, um... Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah, VD. VD <laughs> and Roger. VD and Roger, and yes, on 13th. He's 13. doing a performance at Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. We are going to help promote, which this is one of the reasons I continue to do this kind of stuff here and my radio show, because I think my radio show, oh, Elmer, you may remember better than I do. Am I going into my 16th or 17th year? It's one or the other. But I hold on to it because sometimes I think, I'm so busy and I have so many things on going on and I love doing the show, but sometimes the, as you know, rain, cause that was one of my agreements of me doing this show. I was like, 
I am not going to find guests. I'm not going to book them. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do that because I have a hard enough time keeping my own weekly mm -hmm. radio show with guests and stuff like that. But it's the megaphone. It's giving mm -hmm. people who are making a difference in the right. world a megaphone to help them to help support their good works. I mean, right. This is the, to me, this is why I do this. I'm not going to say we, mm -hmm. this is why, why I do this. You can say we, because this is the reason I pitched it to Elmer. I mean, you know, going in and doing loving Martin and I saw it, of course, you know, in the beginning, but then like a couple of months went by and I watched it again and I kind of kept going back and forth and watching different scenes. And I'm like, you know what? Someone needs to have a voice for people because you know everybody who's doing the wrong thing gets a voice and all of a sudden it's everywhere and I'm like we need a voice for people who are changing other people's lives that nobody gets to see or hear about and i was like toying with it for a couple of days i'm like i'm just gonna ask elmer what he thinks because i don't know what to do about that and here we are yep yep and wow. you all changed my life with this show i mean elmer changed my life with loving martin and he's like, you're going to love Dr. Kevin. I'm like, I'm sure I will. And you changed my life. And I, it's it's funny, though, because, you know, you two live in two of the places I always thought I would be, which I'm not. I'm as far away from here as dinosaurs are away from being here. And just knowing I have a place I can go to and I can always call you guys and then, you know, being on your show. And Elmer, you're going to have great things coming up. And I know you're going to include me. So you know, with the last show of the year, I am extremely grateful for both of you and the opportunities that you have allowed me to be myself, because I'm sure you both know when you have to be on, you yourself, but you have to be on. And that can be draining. And here, we are ourselves, but we're not like, ha, stay on top. We're just hanging out, three buddies, just chewing the fat and having a good time. So thank you for making 2021 one of the brightest spots in my life well uh you know because i'm sure that you know that when elmer first talked to me about doing this i i wasn't really very welcoming and open i was kind of like he told me oh. he's like i don't know if that's gonna happen oh <laughs> You know, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I on a semi-regular basis, consider letting my radio show go. And I go, you know, and I, you know, and I, there was a time when I thought, do I bring my TV show back? Because I love, love, love the interaction and the supporting and the promoting and the lifting but there's only so many hours in a day. And mm -hmm. when Elba first approached me, I was just going to like, oh. he told me, he's like, Dr. Kevin's thinking it over. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I knew by the sound of his voice that didn't sound like thinking it over. It sounded like agonizing. <laughs> and, you know, and then it was, you know, about, Doing the, you know, I was like, well, if I don't have to do the guests, if I don't have to do the booking, if I don't have to do this, and he goes, 
you need to at least make rain. And I met Rain, and it was all over. I was like, oh, God. no, I need to be on with this woman. <laughs> and I and I have been a a faithful, devoted fan ever since. Yay! Here's to 2021 and us, and here's to 2022 and us. Cheers! And to all of you out there, cheers. <laughs> Somebody sent me a message and said, I can't watch the show, but I'll watch it tomorrow. Okay, cheers. <laughs> and just so you know, um, I have a question since we're all together. What do you think about having someone on for the new year about people who can help? This is someone who can help people on a very simple, basic level straighten out some financial things that can help them grow. Just think about it. You don't have to give me an answer well, now. You can give me an answer next year. Yeah. I might have more questions about, for that person than Kevin since I do accounting. Yeah. I mean, you know, this person grows people's um, portfolios in a very simple way. She so actually... She a, she a financial planner? Yeah. She's a couple of things. And now she's like some big CEO muckety-muck. And uh, she turned she turned my life around. Yeah, send her our, her send her send us her information. Okay, and she's she's kind of shy too, which is very sweet, you know. Um, and when Dr. Kevin gets to her, that's <laughs> that's gonna be really funny. She's a great lady. So I I do I have a question for you since we're almost done with the show. It's uh, three minutes Already? left. Three minutes left. Oh wow. Um, so normally at this time of the show, I'm announcing our next guest, but I, it's blank in my list. Well, it's blank because we always end the show together and we said we were going to start the first show. Oh, are together. we going to? Oh, we want to start yeah, that's the show? What, yeah, you always said you thought that was good that we'd end it with us and we start the next year with just us. Okay. Well, I'll fill that in because <laughs> normally I put that in there and this is blank. So that's why I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it, is it, is is. it was a perfect match for the look on your face. <laughs> I, <laughs> and you think I've been drinking. <laughs> it was almost like, okay, now. <laughs> yes, so we kick it off because we talk about uh, our New Year's, you know, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Yeah. Kevin usually has those questions and stuff. So we'll do that. And then um, as soon as the third rolls around, I'm going to start filling up the calendar all the way till June. So our, our first show in 2022 will be mm -hmm. January 9th. Mm -hmm. and, it'll, and it'll be the and you'll get to spend another hour with the three of us. And I'm going to promote that one really well with everybody because the holiday is over. I don't want to hear any of your belly aching and whining. So it'll be just us. And then January 23rd, we're going to have somebody special. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to come back on January 9th to find out. That's right. Be here or be a triangle. <laughs> what happened to Square? <laughs> So, you know, Boring. Yeah, well, you know, as one as one of my favorite quotes goes is, you know, I, I 
I so like looking at life at an angle. I always wear one heel an inch shorter than the other. All right, Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, he lifts both. So don't have him send me anything. <laughs> All right, I'm okay. gonna play it. Play us, play us out. Play us out. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to the Laughing Loving Into Live Show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me a Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive, and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again, and see you next time. <laughs>